With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, let's not waste any time today. Let's get to our guest. It's the Beast Quake, January 8th, 2011 NFL Playoffs. NFC wildcard game at Quest Field in Seattle between the defending Super Bowl champion New Orleans Saints against the 7-9 and nine Seattle Seahawks. But the birds are up 34-30 with four minutes left in the game. Just looking to run out the clock. Hasselbeck hands the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. Saints linebacker Scott Shanley greets Lynch at the line of scrimmage but can't tackle him. Shanley and the lineman dive at Marshawn's feet, but can't tackle him. Remy Adel, who looks like he's 350 pounds, can't make the tackle. Darren Sharper can't make the tackle. Jabari Greer jumps on Marshawn's back, but can't make the tackle. The Saints' Terry Porter finally catches him, but a Marshawn Lynch stiff arm lights up the stadium and the 12th man. Alex Brown chases him down, but can't make the tackle. And lastly, there's one man between Marshawn Lynch and the end zone. It's Roman Harper, who cuts it back, dives at Marshawn's legs, and can't make the tackle. As he's about to cross the goal line, Marshawn leaps into the air, spins back toward the carnage left in his wake, grabs himself, and falls backwards into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks. At this point, Questfield is so loud. And the Seahawks fans, the 12s, are all going beast mode themselves. That seismic activity is detected. It's the touchdown that caused an actual earthquake. This is First Ballot. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I am your host, Neil, coming to you live from the Shaquille O'Neal Office Depot, big and tall executive suite desk chair. Today's episode of the First Ballot Hall of Fame podcast could be sponsored by Tromba Tequila. Do you love tequila, but you want the cleanest finish in the spirits business? Well, then look no further than Tromba Tequila. Tromba Tequila take life by storm or today's episode of the first bell hall of fame podcast could be sponsored by the national hockey league seattle kraken who's my favorite professional ice hockey team why that would be the seattle kraken release the kraken i love jared mccann i love jordan eberly they both play for the kraken i looked it up on google Looking for a good time? Look no further than a Seattle Kraken game, either in person or on television. Seattle, what's cracking? The Seattle Kraken. Or the First Ballot Hall of Fame podcast could be sponsored by 
Rob Ben's Restaurant and Lounge at 3627 San Pablo Avenue in Emeryville, California. I've been there. The food is delicious. The next time you're in Oakland and hungry for the perfect meal, stop by Rob Ben's Restaurant and Lounge. Rob Ben's for that neighborhood soul. Any of those companies could be sponsoring this show. If any of the owners of those companies are listening, throw a little money my way. The Beast Quake, Marshawn Lynch's famous 67-yard touchdown in the 2010 NFC wildcard playoff game is for sure, without a doubt, a great sports moment. But is it a first ballot Hall of Famer? We have to decide that today. And here to do it with me is a very special guest, maybe the most special guest. This man is one of the 31 men who have ever rushed for 10,000 yards in the National Football League. He's a Super Bowl champion, winning 2013 Super Bowl 48. He's also famously a Super Bowl loser, dropping the very next season Super Bowl 49. He was the 12th pick in the 2007 draft out of Oakland Tech and Cal. He was a first-team All-Pro in 2012, second-team in 2014. He made five Pro Bowls, led the league in touchdowns twice, scored 94 career touchdowns over 12 years, more importantly, he's also a successful businessman and entrepreneur with an impressive portfolio that includes all the companies I mentioned earlier. He's a part owner of the Seattle Kraken, a part owner of the Oakland Roots soccer team. He's a part owner of a lot of things. He's also founded the Fam First Family Foundation that gives back, empowers, and elevates the underserved youth in the Bay Area local communities and more around the country. He's the reason the Beast Quake exists in the first place. He's the reason my Hennessy consumption has gone up 5,000% over the last year. And he's my firstborn son. It's Mr. <laughs> Beast himself, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, dog. You a fucking fool, bro. Now, everybody that's listening, you need to know that this man is eating food during this recording. So when you hear I'm not him, eating food, bro. I'm <laughs> eating lumpia. <laughs> lumpia, is that your favorite Filipino food? I had that as a question later on in the episode. But is that your favorite Filipino food? No. What's your favorite Filipino food? Wait a minute. This Chicken is dope. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Kuya Marshawn, fantastic. This is what this what a great way to start. Uh Marshawn, right off the rip here. True or false, I am your best friend in the in the whole world. How <laughs> fucking false as fuck. <laughs> Are you sure? Where do I rank Man, you? Man, false as fuck, dog. <laughs> Bro, how you how you how you give somebody an introduction and say, <laughs> and famously a, a Super Bowl loser as well? Like you what did? The That's fuck? like a big deal. That's a big deal in your career. You lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, don't be rubbing that shit in my face, bro. <laughs> Lots of people talk about that. Can you talk? Can you mention you you've shared this with me before? I found it fascinating. Can you talk quickly about how the end of that game has affected your life since? It affected my life in a way to where, um, for people resonate with it, right? I make them resonate with me, and it's like this. And I'm not sure because you know a lot of people don't lost a lot of Super Bowls, right? But <laughs> for that time and place, it's like it really hunts them. Yes, and I mean. It, and make them see eye to eye with me for this strange reason, but <laughs> it it all worked out at the end. 
it is a strange presumption that, and it is a universal presumption that if they had handed the ball off to you, you definitely would have scored, and then Seattle would have won. And people everywhere just assume that, and it puts you all on the same page, which is very odd. Yeah. So to me, I mean, in certain respects, it, it kind of feel as if, you know, I was a part of that Super Bowl uh, winning team just by the way that the people react and respond to me, which right. is uh But even, like, Patriot fans be like, hey, man, thank you for the Super Bowl type <laughs> shit. And it's like, you know I was on the other team, right? Like, yeah, I know. That's why I said thank you. Oh, okay, I got you. Uh, you once told me that you feel like you – are more famous now because they didn't give you the ball. Like for strangely, like lots of people have scored touchdowns and you don't remember them all, but for some reason you not scoring the touchdown is far more memorable in people's eyes. I know. And it's crazy because just, but you got to remember though, like the way I'm, I'm looking at it is like, damn, we'll never know, which is right. probably the, the best thing for that situation. But the fact that people is like, man, if you give him that ball, I don't give a fuck what you say. That nigga going to score. It's like, <laughs> so whether I scored it or I didn't score it, it's like I scored. And it ain't, it ain't, you can't tell not. I don't give a fuck what football fan you are, what team you support, who your favorite player, no matter what. When you talk about that Super Bowl, it's like, oh, if you give Marshawn the ball, it's, it's, it's a touchdown easy. Right. And it's like, shit. You know, to see the people have that much trust and that much, like, um, respect, that shit is a blessing. When people see you out in public, what do they say to you first? Do they bring up that handoff? Nigga, they should have gave you the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Even the white people say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Catch me off guard like, what the fuck does this say? I mean, they should have gave me the ball, but hey, nigga, you can't say that. <laughs> like, the motherfucker caught me off guard. I'm a grim with a new hell of shit. Like, yeah, nigga, they, hold on, hold on. You man. Uh, Marshawn and I have now worked together for a few years. I am a part of Beast Mode Productions. I feel that way. So if you've ever seen no script on Facebook or online, the Allbird stuff, the In Your City stuff on Amazon, I did that with Marshawn. I am probably as much a reason for that content success as he is. <laughs> what? <laughs> you are, you, you, the, uh, what's that shit called? In, in movie talk, you the uh, antagonizer. You're the, the protagonist? The antagonizer? Yeah, you, you that motherfucker. You, you, you are that to me. <laughs> I know you just be saying shit to get a reaction out of me, which is why I think the shit that we have done has been so, so, so good, I would say. But I didn't think you was actually good, like... outside of like directing i wouldn't think you would be able to hold court like this in a in a setting like this but listen i am multi-talented i see that and now multi-talented and now i'm hella mad because now i see you was putting on the front every time i'm like man put neil on camera put neil on camera and i wasn't even thinking about it to look at it like do we actually do a good job or am i just 
surprised that he actually did come get on camera. But when I went back and I watched the shit with you on camera, like you always was hella good, especially, especially because I just rewatched the workout at the uh yeah on at the, the beach. beach. Yeah. Yeah, you was good as fuck. Man, surprised the fuck out of me. Only because you always like, oh no, I don't want to go on camera. I don't want to talk. I want to be behind the scenes. It, but it, I know what the truth was. No, no, no. The, see, you're 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 t- you're you're using this against me. I never want to be on camera with you. I'm happy to be on camera if it makes sense for whatever we're doing. But I never actually want to be on. I'm only doing this because I believe in the idea of what we're doing and I wanted to start it. But at some point, I'm going to give it to a co-host or something and then never be on camera again. I don't want to be talent, but if, if you're working out the crew on the beach, then I got to be a part of it because I'm, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably couldn't see my face that I just made, but you will say whatever you will say. But then after I said, I watched you, you know, do your little camera shit and all that. I'm like, nah, it can't be that. And then I realized Neil, I finally seen you take your hat off after working with you for like four or five years. And you had one of them, you had one of them ones, bro, bro. You feel me? And they were just, woo, shit. Boy. Your head was like, God damn. You got the head that was made for hats. Like, you are what, what the women would call hat. I was hat fished. I didn't know that was a thing, but you are the hat fishing this hat motherfucking motherfucker I've known. Hey, you have life. to be listen to me. You have to be professional. This isn't one of your little fucking videos. You can say whatever you want to say. This is my show. You need to be professional today. Clean it up. Clean up the language. Don't make fun okay, of me. Got, oh, my bad, my bad. What I meant was here, you got a big ass fucking head. That's all I mean. Um and your hairline is non-existent, but we're not going to get into all of that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, do you care? Oh, you would. <laughs> do, do you care about uh, how the things we make, do you care about how they do? Like, are you excited to see them go online and people talk about them and like them? Do you ever go read comments on social media? Do you care about how our stuff does? Uh, I mean... I think I'm I'm more into like the process of doing it all, mm. and then what is is cool is seeing the the finished product because then it's like oh shit, I was a part of that, and whether it's you know I had some input on whether we're gonna make uh, whether we're gonna say this right here or we're gonna do that right there, but then the seeing it come to life is like damn that's solid. So if people appreciate it, then yeah. Like, I mean, because I don't want to make shit work. Right. But at the same time, it's like, did I have fun doing that shit? If I have fun, then shit, fuck it. It is yeah. what it is. I was just going to tell the story. Have I ever told you the story of the first time I went to watch a cut with you? So I would, you know, we'd shoot these things together. I would take them back and edit them. And then I'd fly out to watch them with you. And the first time I played you uh, from no script when you're in the uh, the race car drifting, Oh, you're yeah. you're watching that thing. You're there, there's a laptop in front of you. You're watching it. I don't know if you remember this, but you're watching the thing, and it's playing. 
and you're 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 clearly reacting like you're laughing at all the right parts and it seems to be going well and then you hit the space bar and i like froze like oh what's he gonna say like you stopped the video i'm like thinking what's he gonna say and you turned to me and went you know what you do right here go to the aerial do you remember doing that you were like calling out you were like directing the thing you were going go to the drone shot here and you were right I went to the drone shot. I did exactly, you were exactly right. Where do you, do you think about that? Like, where do you feel like you learn about content? Because you do have an impact on what we do. Where do you feel like you picked it up? Like I went to school for it. Where did you, did you study that in school? Where did you pick that up? Nigga, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just more so because I remember what was going on. Right. Wow. Me and the driver was actually in the car and what the shit we was talking about. <laughs> and then it's more so like I know what I know what it looked like from the side. I know what it looked like and it feel like from being in the car and doing it. Right. But the thing was, I don't know what it looked like from yes. up top, but I knew that we had a camera that was getting it from there. So but in my mind, I'm thinking to myself like this race car driver, he drift for a living. Like, this what he do. But I took his ass on one on a whole nother hike and a whole different ball game. And then you could see him looking scared and shit like, oh, 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 what the fuck? And I'm thinking as I'm listening to him like, well, what the fuck do it look like from the top view? Yes, yeah. Looking down, like. I wonder what that looked like, but it was the it was the right call. Now, for those that haven't seen it, it's on No Script. It's on Facebook. Uh, it's the first episode in the series when Marshawn goes drifting. That that what if you haven't seen it, Marshawn, uh, someone quote unquote teaches Marshawn how to drift, and then Marshawn gets in the driver's seat and absolutely just <laughs> is drifting over and over and just doing donut after donut after donut. The the guy that's sitting with him is begging him to stop. He won't let off. And then what happens to the car, Marshawn? <laughs> <laughs> we just gonna say it like that. The car is no longer. <laughs> you know they, they had to RIP I, it. <laughs> I thought they were gonna kick us out because you like blew out the brakes. Hey, I did car. too. I did. <laughs> but there was good sports about it, like shit. They were. I think we broke. I think. We broke the engine off in that motherfucker. <laughs> you were supposed to, the end of that episode, it had Lil Rel Howery in it. You were supposed to drift with Rel in the car, but they would not let you get back behind the wheel of the car. In that area. <laughs> oh, no, they didn't. Kyle no, was they, going never let <laughs> they drove you around. They never let you drive again after you ruined it. That's because they went to go get them high-end cars. <laughs> They didn't have the same little shit that they was rocking with at the time, though. You almost got me in deep trouble. That could have cost me in the production thousands and thousands of dollars. Untold. Nigga, it was a mother. It was a goddamn. Uh, uh, it was a a a a, a, a four cylinder Camaro. Like <laughs> that motherfucker was already ran down. I actually helped him. Shit. <laughs> retired that car all right marshawn before we get into our moment you have to table set here we ask this question of every guest we have on the show what is your favorite sport your favorite team and your favorite athlete of all time um my favorite athlete of all time Ooh, that's hard fuck i feel like i know because i've heard you talk about him i, I have a guess um i'm shit 
Well, is is football your favorite sport? No. Oh, okay. What's your favorite sport? My favorite sport: badminton and fly fishing. <laughs> I do everything from video games to pretty hoes, man. Do everything from fly fishing to badminton. No, I'm just fucking around. My favorite sport probably is, uh, it, I would say swimming. Swimming? Yeah. Do you do you swim like for exercise? No, I actually swim to keep to keep my body in shape to play do you the really? football. The fucking physical game of football that I uh, that I played because it's low. It's there's no stress on the body. There's no stress on the body, and it's the ultimate cardio and right. ultimate. Look at that workout for a full body, which I is what realize. I needed. So that was my strengthening conditioning. That was my muscle builder. That was that was my secret weapon to my football career. Recovery, all the shit. Who's your favorite swimmer? Do you have a favorite swimmer? Man, I've been said this long time ago, and I see that that nigga ain't he ducking all the smoke, don't want no problems. But Mike Phelps don't want it. You know what I mean? I done oh, said this. I oh think I God. said this back in 2006 <laughs> or seven or something. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. We got to get you and Michael Phelps together in a pool. That's got to No, nah, we probably don't, but. At the time when I was saying it, I was with the shit. Now, nah. All right. Do you have a favorite team? The Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah. Got it. Favorite athlete of all time. <clears throat> That's hard. Mm. I'll let you say two. You need to. I'm a, no, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna Here keep it clear. Um, it'll probably be uh, Barry. That's what I was Barry gonna say. Sanders. I thought it was Barry Sanders. He's fantastic. I grew up on Why Barry Sanders. You keep on clapping like Hercules. Put <laughs> <laughs> your hands down. This ain't nutty, Professor. <laughs> Barry Sanders is fantastic. I grew up because I grew up in Toledo, so that's the, we always got the Lions games every weekend. All right, really? Barry's fantastic. What a great answer. You're right. But we're not talking about Barry today on the show. We are talking about Marshawn Lynch's Beast Quake. To decide whether the Beast Quake goes into the first ballot Hall of Fame, we have to go through our Hall of Fame credentials. Those are the categories by which we judge our moment. Marshawn, I'm going to go through each of these categories. I'm going to tell you what they are. We're going to walk through them. I'm going to present you with some ideas. I want your comment on them. Here we go. The first credential, as always, analytics. These are the stats, the numbers behind this moment. Of course, we have the amazing run. But here are the stats behind the rest of this uh, game. Uh, Marshawn, 67-yard touchdown. This this run, 67 yards, fantastic. On the game, 19 carries, 131 rushing yards. The one touchdown, obviously. Do you care about your stats in a game? Like, when you finish a game, do you go find out what your stats were? Do you care? Do you just care about the win? What do you care about? I mean, it's a combination. First of all, if we we got a dub, then, then it's like, all right. The stats really don't mean too much because, I mean, I could have had a small impact or I could have been impact. And then it's like if we lost, then I'm curious to see what we did because then it it allowed me not so much more what I did, but how many opportunities did I have in order to help us win or how many opportunities did I not get 
in order to not help us win. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I looked at it different. It was never like a, a status quo thing. Like, oh, yeah, nigga, I just bust y'all ass for nigga, 152 tugs or something like that. It was more so like, shit, we won? All right, where the Patrinacy at? And then if it was like, if we lost, and then this loss, I had seven carries, and I'm like, okay, well, why did I have seven carries? Or if we lost and I had... You know what I mean? 25 carries in 100 yards and a touchdown. It's like, okay, and one of these 25 carries, you know, this this should have been two touchdowns or, right. you know what I mean, three of these carries should have been a touchdown or which carry was it that I didn't convert the third down right, to a right, first right, down. Right. I'm thinking more so like that. Got it. So it don't really matter about, you know what I mean? But they, you know. How I play out at the end of the day, but shit, fuck it. Nineteen for one thirty-one. That's a pretty good game. I, this moment feels like it has a good chance to make the first ballot Hall of Fame, but but also the first ballot Hall of Fame is difficult. It's difficult to in, get into. People don't just waltz into my Hall of Fame. And here's the here's the 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 startling analytic. Here's the startling stat of this game: no receptions from Marshawn Lynch on this game. Just something to keep in mind. I'm not saying you had to make a catch, but you didn't make any. It's just something you didn't say for the game. You said for the play, bro. I just no listen, but listen for the play. You know make, you making shit up? No, no, no. I'm not for this play. For the play to for this moment for this play to make the first belt Hall of Fame. You there's play. you look at the full picture. You look at the full picture. You got to see what else is there. The it can't play. just be one cool play. It's got to be a part of a larger picture here. So then you got to change the, the fucking name of what you call it. It can't be the no, no, no. play. <laughs> not, no, I'm not taking your notes. I don't have to take your notes on this. That's the thing. You are not talent on the show. I am. You were just look, a guest. I don't have to take your notes anymore. This is the best. You fuck. You fucking up a lot of shit because you're not talking <laughs> about a great sports moment. You're talking about a great sports game then. But a moment, a moment looks better when there's a great game behind it. Like if you just had one fluke play. If it like, would have just been that one fucking run that I had, it was still going to be that fucking run. So you got to think. That's a good point. That's a good point. I had 19 carries. Only one of them had, was probably over 10 yards, and that was the only one it was. <laughs> you do the math. You can break it down however you want to, but... <laughs> You guys, the Seahawks, were seven and nine going into that game. The first team with a losing record to make the playoffs. That makes it impressive that you were, you know, we were the and the Saints were the defending champs. So you guys, Bad. seven and nine, coming in to, to play the defending champs. That's that's good. That's in your favor. Uh, as I mentioned in the intro to this episode, the Seahawks defense forced a punt, and your offense gets the ball with four twenty left in the fourth quarter. What's the goal? You get the ball that late in the game. Are you just trying to run out the clock? What does Coach Carroll say? Four-minute offense. What does that mean? I don't know what the hell that means. Four-minute offense means don't give them back the ball, basically. We're going to run the ball until until the motherfucking clock run out. Do you remember what happens on that drive? Do you remember what happens? Yep. What happens? They said, don't fucking fumble the ball. <laughs> but what happens? What, so you, you get the punt. <laughs> it was simple things. For a simple guy, don't run out of bounds. Right. Don't stop the clock, and don't fumble the ball. Can you handle that? The first play of that possession, what happens? Do you remember? Do you have like a photographic memory? Do you remember that play? 
No, I don't. Okay. I can tell you, you get the ball, no yards, you get stopped at the line of scrimmage for nothing. Do you remember what happens on the second play of that possession? That was the play. You take it to the house. That's exactly right. 67 (laughs) yards. 67 yards, touchdown. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Uh, you, You guys did beat the Saints 41 36 in that game. Very next week, you get knocked off by the Chicago Bears, 35-24. You're why the st- fuck? Why is it enthusiastic <laughs> in your voice when you talk about me not with, when it's got something to do with me not succeeding? Like you are like, you think yes. that's bad? You think you getting beat by the Bears 35-24 is bad? Listen to your stats from that game. Four carries for two yards. What the fuck happened, Sean? Four carries for two yards? Well, I mean, I'm just saying. You look at the, you gotta look at the stats, baby. How many opportunities was I blessed with? If you go on to win the Super Bowl that season, then it's no brainer. We got to put this moment in, but you didn't. You get knocked off the next week. It's just something for the audience to consider here. Eight guys, eight guys on the Saints defense had their hands on you at one point during that run, during the Beast Quake. Who had the best shot of taking you down? Who almost got you? I don't know. I thought Jabari Greer almost had you. He was he's that like that I guess he's a DB that sort of was trying no, to. It probably was, it probably was the, the linebacker that I met in the hole. It was Shanley. Yeah, Scott Shanley. He probably was the one who had the I'll say the best opportunity because after that, then it was just like more so I'm thinking they thinking like, shit, nigga, you just trying to run the clock out, so just right. go down type shit. <laughs> what you doing still running like this? Like <laughs> Relax. <laughs> that that way, and then you know when anybody tells somebody to relax, it's like, the fuck you mean relax? No, motherfucker, I am relaxed. You relax. <laughs> it was kind of like one of them situations, but but I I don't know. But see though, I played with Jabari and and uh, in Buffalo. Oh, I didn't realize. You give him you give him shit after the game. Nah, hell no. Nah. What are you thinking mm-hmm. when Shanley gets his hands on you in that in that gap? I mean, it's right at the line of scrimmage. He, he gets his hands on you. What are you thinking? I I don't. <laughs> you just think also, you Nah, it was like I'm thinking like, damn, who the fuck? Why ain't nobody blocked him? <laughs> because we running my favorite play. That's like, your favorite it, play. Yeah, we run in power, so that's my favorite play. And it's like, and what's crazy is that I don't think power is set up to like power. Power not set up to go the distance. Power set up more so just to like test your manhood. Right. I guess my manhood was tested on that day. <laughs> is Mike Rob in front of you on that play? Is he blocking for you? Yeah. But see, though, you talking about interesting stats, and then you bring up all these numbers and all this weird ass shit. What the 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 best stat from that is that there were maybe like three or four teammates that beat me to the end zone on that play. Yes, that's a fantastic part of this moment. Keep going. That's probably the best moment. You had Tyler Columbus, you had Mike Williams, you had Ben uh, Oboe, you had Oboe. Mike Williams. And Hasselbeck's then, uh, right behind you. Yeah, Matt Hasselbeck was out there. I don't know. I don't know if he beat me there. No, no he didn't beat you. He didn't beat you. Okay, but I know there was like three or four guys that actually beat me, and that was strange, but <laughs> not really. But it, it to me what it showed was 
that run showed me why after the Super Bowl play, like why or how, like the people fucked with me. Like when you see like a team come together to mm-hmm. do some shit like that, mm-hmm. and it's like, hold on. You like you said, you see motherfuckers score touchdowns all the time, but why they fuck with this nigga like that though? Like right. for real, for real. Like whenever whenever that's the situation, it's like and then if you go and look at the run that I had against uh the uh the Cardinals, mm-hmm. you'll too. say like, damn, you had Ricardo Lockett who beat me down to the end zone, but right. also not did he only beat me. He went and blocked the the safety. <laughs> he ran to the sideline and hit the corner out. And then he ran down to the end zone and pushed another DB out the way. And then it was from there, it was like, okay, now you see the rest of the team. Like, nobody stopped running until they got to the end zone. Most motherfuckers right. like, shit, yeah. i catch you when you come to the sideline. Right, type right, right. right. You, got, you, got, you got Earl running from the sideline. No helmet, no nothing, and come run all the way in the end zone like blood. You on defense, bro. You know damn well you to get ready to go out on the field, bro. But that was just more so like, you know, they fuck with the kid. They fuck with the boy, That's boy. Special. You feel me? So it was, yeah. you know, it was love. And I mean, you know, I don't think I could never give you know my teammates enough credit or you know love and let them know that I respect them on that type of level because, I mean, you know, they're going to always make it more about, you know, the moment and all the other shit that happened. But in those situations, like, Mike Williams, he receiver who, like, nigga, I'm not finna block. You better throw me the ball. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Then Oboe was hard. Oboe was a dog. Like, you feel me? Probably one of the most underrated players that I ever played with. Tyler Columbus, I mean, you know, he bounced around the league. And then, I mean, you know, he he – First lineman down there. And Matt Hasselback, like, Hasselback, what the fuck you actually doing downfield? Like, you're a quarterback, <laughs> bro. Like, you feel me? And he just out there just running. You, he looked like that just, you feel me, though, just a kid. Like, well, I mean, I'm playing, so I guess I got to get in the way and do something. <laughs> like and, and, I mean, you know, he running down there, like, how? You know, you supposed to be sitting back there selling the pass fake or something, though, but... Yeah, that is the a super lovely part of this, that if... Sean Locke, like, like team, all of them, Chris Spencer, like, the whole... It's crazy, like, watching the whole offensive line and how they was... how they was rocking, like, I'm not even talking about the initial... The initial block is one thing, but you gotta think, them motherfuckers like 300 pounds, and they running down the field... Right. <laughs> That's a that's a lot of weight running down that field. They man. wanted to be with you. It's it's lovely. It was a team touchdown. Uh, the I I read a quote from Darren Sharper saying the safety hit him like 30, 35 yards down the field, and he was like, I don't think I've ever been in a play where the where pardon where the center on the team hits me forty yards down the field. Like usually the offensive line stops earlier. It, yeah. it really is a cool part of that play. The next stat thirteen. The NFL says this is the 13th greatest play in NFL history. Did you know that? The NFL 100, this is number 13. The NFL is saying there's only 12 moments in the history of the sport better than yours. Isn't that crazy to think about? No, I got to see them 12 plays. (laughs) You think it should be higher? I, I mean, I'm just saying, I got to see the other 12 plays is all I'm saying. 
I took a quick poke. Number one was the immaculate reception, which is a great play. I, I don't want to take anything from it. It's a great play. Franco Harris, great player. You know, I, it's a little luck. It's a, it's a little lucky. That's all I'm going to say. I, listen, I don't want to attack the NFL. This is number 13. That's a great moment. That's great. That is, a, that is a vote in your favor. That's a vote in confidence of putting this, in the first, this thing into the first Bell Hall of Fame. The last stat, two magnitude two on the Pacific Northwest seismic network. This moment created an actual earthquake that shows up on seismographers uh, in, in the Pacific Northwest. That's when do you hear about this? And what do you think when you hear it? Supernatural, like an alien or something like when them aliens come down, they're going to be like, damn, who is that one nigga that caused that earthquake? We got to go. We got to get some of his DNA or some shit like that. Cause man, they said them humans were special, but this nigga is a little bit different. He out here causing earthquakes and all kind of shit like that. You feel me? Like, damn. And then they're going to see me. I'm going to be posing up like, Hey, that was me, cuz. What's happening with you, blood? Y'all gonna come fuck with me in the town and hella shit. You feel me? I heard how y'all becoming abducted niggas and all that kind of shit. But look, you feel me? I, I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the guy, man. You feel me? Y'all ain't gotta fuck with me like that. But I could show y'all how to get in, make some earthquakes and shit. No, I'm just, uh, but that, I mean, that just goes back though, like <clears throat> to the, to the number one thing for me is like. It's always, it's always, I mean, you feel me? It's always not, I feel in my case, it's, it's never about me. You feel me? That was the opportunity. Like you said, we was a, 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 the underdog going in that, a losing losing record, like all the shit. And then at the end of the day, to be a part of, you feel me, though, something like that. I don't know if that's ever been done like that where, you know, a, 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 a stadium or a, a, a sporting gathering got so loud that it, it, you know, it caused seismic activity. So, I mean, you know, I'm a soldier boy, that motherfucker, and tell a motherfucker <laughs> I was the first one. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing, though. But, no, real talk, though, but for real, though. But that's just, that go to show you, like, I don't know, like, because after that, it was like Seattle, Seattle, like, like they fans and hella shit started to give a, a little different level of, respect mm -hmm. and how you feel me people looked at them and how they was rocking and then it also did something for our team like they was like oh yeah like you feel me we them niggas though <laughs> like we felt like that for sure though and then you could see it started to spread through our fans and hella shit it, you know what's a, a, a secret thing that this moment has that's super helpful in terms of any moment being great, but certainly in terms of the first belt hall of fame, this thing causing an earthquake, combining it with your branding beast mode, the beast quake, giving this thing a nickname, the beast quake has a Wikipedia page. You can search beast quake first return beast quake on Wikipedia, that type of branding. You just can't shake a stick at that. That's fantastic. That's, that's a huge uh, vote in your con in your favor here, uh, but we got to move on. We got to go to the next credential. The next credential is the eye test. Marshawn, what do you remember seeing during the play as you made it, or what have you seen in the video since that might make this moment extra special? Anything stick out to you that makes this play extra special? You said anything that sticks out about the play? That you see as you rewatch it. That you saw as you did it, or that you see as you rewatch the clip. I have something, obviously. 
Besides, besides the fact of me going, you know, to the sideline and being able to holler at the players and hella shit, like my uncle, my uncle Lee was on the sideline and be able to go, you feel me though, give my uncle somebody who I share blood with and all the shit. You feel me though? Then I had some individuals on that sideline who you feel me, I done went to I done played with in college. You know what I mean? All the shit. And then brothers that I done, you feel me though, made along the way of mm-hmm. being in the league, but you know, when that when all of that shit had cleared and I just, you know, I got the opportunity to go hug my uncle and and in the back of my and in the back of my mind, I'm talking about like, damn, this feel like we on the U back in the town or something. You feel me though? You just came from you feel me though, being you feel me doing what you doing and hella shit. <laughs> and now you done came and gave a nigga a couple dollars or something and you feel me, I'm over here giving you a hug. It's like, damn. We done came a long way, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, that was what was big for me and all this yeah. shit. But a great answer. My what I see when I watch the play, the stiff arm. By my count, by my unofficial count, Tracy Porter ejected about five yards down the field. And if you do the math, three feet in a yard, five yards, you throw the guy about fifteen feet. He sort of takes off good distance on that fifteen feet. This the stiff arm to Tracy Porter. Your thoughts on that? Shit, it's just a football play, man. At the end of the day, when I told you, like it ain't nothing but a little baby stiff arm, though. I think because the people was yelling so loud, it made it it made it right bigger than what it was. So if I stiff armed them, usually motherfucker go maybe a yard or something. But I think the earthquake shit probably carried me a little further than what it was. Now you got me busting jokes and shit. But no, nah, it was just a football play at the end of the day, bro. Coach Carroll gives you a big hug on the sideline. That's another thing I, I spotted. What does he say to you when you come off the field? That's a hell of a run. I are, think. You, are you are you glad? Are you, do you feel like you made him proud? What is your What is your feeling in that moment? What, nigga? <laughs> Man, we was playing football, fool. Get the hell out of here. That was a good-ass shit. I mean, hey, listen, it was a, I think answer. that's what he said, though. I think he just was like, hey, that was a good-ass run. Like, that's that's one hell of a run is what he said, I believe. The next credentials are ear test. What did we hear in this moment? Marshawn, I'm going to play the call. I don't know when the last time you listened to the call was. I'm going to play the call from the announcers. Tom Hammond's on the call. Here it is. Crowd silent now, as opposed to when the Saints have the ball. Oh, look at this run. What a run. Marshawn Lynch still on his feet. Has blockers now. He's dancing his way for the touchdown. What a run. 67 yards by Marshawn Lynch. That's as good an effort as I've ever seen in my life from a running back. He breaks the tackle of Shanley, runs through Sharper, runs through Adell, runs through Jabari Greer. Get off me, he says to Tracy Porter. Look all the way down the field, Hasselback. All the offensive linemen. Are you kidding me? What a call. I We never talk sports. So like I've, I've never talked football with you. It's a lot of fun to listen to that moment with you on the horn. What are your thoughts when you now hear that? Is that special? It's got to be special. Yeah, it's special. You know, I was tired. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was tired. The only thing I could think was, man, hurry up and get your ass to the sideline type shit. Because 
you for sure going you gonna need one of them little oxygen. <laughs> you gonna need one of them, but you feel me? I be tired, so I mean, you know, all of the all of the other shit. Like, I mean, I like I enjoy it. I I enjoy doing what I do on the field, mm. but realistically, more than anything, I'm trying to think like, okay, what's the quickest way for me to get to the end zone? So I don't just start throwing up everywhere. And so I don't got to be hella tired, bro. Because I was just telling somebody the other day, like, I play I play running back, but I hated running, which is why I swam in order to stay in shape and to keep my body right. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's ironic that you get a running back that hate fucking running. And it's like, well, if you don't like running, well, how do you stay in shape? How do you right. get prepared to do this shit? Like, and then you like, oh, I swim. And they like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, this nigga tweaking. <laughs> he tweaking for sure. But at the end of the day, you feel me? It's like, I really appreciate it and all the shit. And then, I mean, you know, I know we was talking about that play, but that's not even, if I if I had to nominate a play to be in, um, you know, your Hall of Fame, it would probably be a play that I seen my little brother do when he was playing this indoor football league. And this little motherfucker kicked the ball off. He ran down there. He stripped the dude, picked up the ball, and went and scored. scored. Amazing. So he kicked it off, makes the tackle, strips the ball, recovers the fumble, takes him for a touchdown. Like that. <laughs> Amazing. And then and then what's bad about the whole situation is you know we'll talk about all them shits that you own. You own this, you know. So part so the team that he did it against was the team that that I got part ownership in, oh, which is really? the, which was the which was the Panthers, which we were the first team we we drafted him. That was our first player that we drafted. Wait, so how does he get on the? How does he leave the? Panthers? Oh man, it was some. You cut him. You had him cut. You had him cut. <laughs> you told the yeah, coach to cut, cut your own brother. brother. Yeah, God damn, that's Cold world, nah, I wouldn't. You, come on, man. We just gonna say things. Things didn't. Things didn't pan out for him over there. And uh, when he got the opportunity to play against him, I think he took it personal because <laughs> great play. You know, I don't know if I. I don't know if that's ever been done before. I can't be. But, can't they? Can't be. To kick off the ball, it. make the tackle, strip it, and score the touchdown. That's amazing. I'm going to send you the play. Please do. I'll post it. I'm going to send uh, you the play. But that would be the play that I would nominate. Uh, nominate. Well, My play was was cool. Well, listen, know. again, you are not the talent on this show. I don't have to take any of your goddamn notes. <laughs> All the thing you usually tell me, I don't have to listen to any of that shit. I'm in charge today. Yeah. That feels great. <laughs> Robert <laughs> Robert Mathis, defensive lineman for the Colts. I don't know if you've heard this audio. The Colts are playing in a playoff game after your touchdown. They play your highlight on the Jumbotron in, in whatever uh, indoor dome arena the Colts play at. Robert Mathis watches this. He's mic'd up, and here's his audio from watching your play live. Oh! Oh! Wow. That's the greatest run I ever seen. 
and that's a bold statement. That's like, that was, that's the greatest run. I put that number one against any run. That's pretty good though, Robert Mathis. That's his. That's him live listening to you, watching you. Yeah, man, that's big. And and that's the big dog too, man. Pretty amazing. But you, that's what I, I I, that's what I'm saying though. Like, so I mean, you know when, and that's why I don't think I put, you know, I don't put rankings or levels to none of the shit. I like as long as it's it's respected. Then I mean, you know, you ain't got you ain't got to say shit about shit. Cause I mean, you know, the work that you put out is, is respected. And then I mean, when you got greats like that speaking on shit that you do, it's like, why am I even gonna go sit there and and talk about it? Why why do I have to go petition for this shit? It's like, if I gotta go petition for it, it's like, motherfucker, you seen it? Like, now what? You want me to put? You want me to put words to it to make it what? Nigga, shut the fuck up and just look at him. And then you you gonna make your judgment anyway, right? But yeah, Again. based off what I say, is gonna change your mind or make you feel a different type of way. I don't know. Again, Marshawn, I'm gonna need you to clean up the language. This is a different show. Oh, my bad, my bad. Uh, the uh, we're gonna ask you some football questions. These are some questions about football that I have for you. Is there a defensive player you always wish you could have played with? That I could have played with? Yeah. No, there's defensive players that I wish I probably could have played against. Like who? The great. This is great. Uh, when I had the opportunity to go play against uh, Sean Taylor, I had got hurt, mm. and then he, uh, you know, he he yes. he got uh, he passed away. So I missed my opportunity to play against him, mm. and then uh, uh, I would have loved to play against uh, one of my favorite uh, teammates, who was uh, Cam Chancellor. You never played because against Cam nigga, Chancellor. No, nah, I never played against him. Huh. Only practice, but then was niggas who I know come down here and fuck shit up. Right. And I would I would have loved to to play against them, but then I've gotten the opportunity to play against some niggas that be banging, uh, D'Amico Ryan's, mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Dansby. These niggas who done knocked me on my shit before. Yeah. What does and, it feel uh, like to just get tattooed by right, right. Dansby? I mean, shit, nigga, it happened. Them, them, when you get those shit smacked like pow. Like them don't be them don't be like what's up. It's more so them ones where you sitting there at the bottom of the pile and you right. get folded up and right in ways like, ooh shit. <laughs> get your ass off me, bro. Like, god damn, bro. I, uh, them be the ones that really, really well for me, fuck with me. But when you smack me like pow, it's like all right, motherfucker, where you lined up at this next <laughs> 40, 50 plays that we got left for the game? Because I'm looking for you. I got to come and I got to get you. I got to get you back. You you mentioned Ray Lewis. Do you remember shaking Ray? There's that famous clip of you shaking Ray. Do you remember doing that? Yeah, but I, that's not the play that I remember Ray by. The play I remember Ray by is we played him when I was a rookie. And that motherfucker was chasing me down, yelling, come here, rookie. Come here, rookie. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> Hell no. But see, though, man, I had the opportunity to play against some some real dogs, like like dog dogs, like James Harris, come busting shit. Wow. You feel me, though? <laughs> Troy Palomalu, like Ed Reed, like I got the opportunity to play against some niggas who, you know, like, 
they're they they good players now. Like they real athletic and everything, and can move and can run fast. And if they catch you, they catch you slipping. But I was playing against them motherfuckers who line you up regardless, and they come in and knock your ass down. Like I don't think people remember like Adelius Thomas. Like this motherfucker was like six seven, like maybe like two ninety. And he's lining up on the edge on one side. You got Richard Seymour, Vince Wilfork. You got motherfucking who they had at uh in, inside backers. Damn. Oh, now I'm drawing a blank. Bruce but King. over in New England, and this is my rookie year, and they talking about we gonna run uh, a fan protection, which put me on the end. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> no, we're not, no, we not about to slide. No protections. And then they, <laughs> we're going to run downhill. But, yeah, I, I played against some real headbusters in it. You know what I mean? And, and especially early on in my career. Like, you know what I mean? Then, I mean, you know, I didn't, you know, them being caught slipping a couple times where I didn't, you know, them probably pick my feet up or some shit like that. But, I mean, you know, that's, that's, it more so like, oh, that was cute. <laughs> Let me propose something. Let me paint a picture for you. The Raiders are in the AFC championship game. They've lost all, whatever, five, six, seven running backs on the roster for the season. Mark Davis picks up the phone. Your old buddy, Mark Davis, picks up the phone, calls Marshawn Lynch. Do you lace him up one more time? AFC championship game. Any chance you come back out of retirement one more time? No. Great. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> what last football question of all of the things you said. And by the way, I think it's fantastic that for you to have this reputation of never wanting to talk to the media, you having this, this reputation of being difficult with, with reporters and not giving them any quotes. You give the most memorable quotes of any athlete in ever that's ever existed. You, if your plan was to like give the media a tough time, you fucked up because you gave them gold every week. Of all of the famous things you've told the media, is does anything stick out as your favorite? That just the fact that you even saying that, that that let me know how how programmed individuals are. Just by you please saying explain. what the fuck you saying. Wait, wait, please explain. Because you you talk about you give the memorable quotes and uh, <laughs> the media is that like nigga in an interview nigga I said yeah like <laughs> how the fuck is that memorable like at the end of the day it just it just show you how programmed right motherfuckers is like because you think about it like I told the truth right one time. And I just told the truth over and over again. Right. I'm just here so I won't get fined. All right. At this point in time, you knew that I just wanted to play football. Right. And then they say, if you don't come, then they're going to fine you. So in order to not get fined, I have to show up. Okay. Right. I showed up and I just said, hey, I, I'm not here to really talk to y'all. I'm just here so I, I won't get fined. And all it was was the truth. <laughs> and then... You know how that go, yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But but when I do, like if I do feel something, or I do see something, like I, I don't feel every situation is for me to go and speak on, like right. Because at the end of the day, I see, man, I was raised by some by some some 
you feel me by some OGs and niggas who I really respect and how they get down. And I mean, you know, they get to this thing where they use, man, hey, don't come talking to me about who fucking who or who over here doing, you know what I mean? All that. And like, man, what the business is. Right. What is, what's the goal? What we need to accomplish, nigga? How we gonna get there? When we gonna get there? And then let's go and do it. Right. So a lot of the other shit, like, it never, it never, like, motivated me to want to go and speak on everything like oh did you see the in the game and blase blase and this that and the third and who who what and what like hey meanwhile back at the ranch so like i was saying we got you feel me though practice tomorrow mm-hmm. at what time so i gotta be up at <laughs> six o'clock in the morning to be there by six forty-five. Fuck. I don't want to be talking about who the fuck did this and who did that. That shit ain't going to do nothing for me. I'm not going to lose no sleep over it. Right. You know what I mean? It ain't, talking about their situation ain't going to put no, no check in my pocket. I stay in my own lane and I just try to master that one. I ain't figured out how to do that yet. I still, <laughs> shit. I still be... You know what I mean? And it'd be funny to me because everybody would go and be like, oh, if I was this, if I was that, and blah, 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 blah. If I did this and I did... And it'd be like, damn, boy, like, because because I play football really well, like, that don't make me able to be a human to go and fuck up like right. everybody else. Right. And it's like, nigga, fuck the responsibilities of however you feel that you think I should be reacting and responding to certain situations. Nigga, I'ma do me. <laughs> Nigga, what? <laughs> what? I'ma do me. <laughs> like, all right, they gonna say what they wanna say. And at the end of the day, it ain't, you feel me? That shit get judged by one individual. A fantastic and at the end answer. of the day, you feel me? I, I make right, I make right with him and I'm you know what I mean I I'ma feel good. I appreciate that answer. Fantastic. The next credential, you mad. I love it when people are mad. Rob, play my camera on clip here. You wait, mad, you mad, you mad. Thank you so much. You mad. Anybody mad in this moment, I want to read you a quote. Scott Shanley, that linebacker that hits you in the hole. Uh, here's his quote. Quote, it was a heck of a run, but it was a lot more bad tackling on our part. I think more than anything, just run, just run, just kind of the, that run just kind of put in one play the day that we kind of had. To me, we were the better team going up there. We just got behind and made a lot of mistakes. We still had a chance to win at the end, but just didn't make the play when it counted. Your thoughts to the, on that Scott Shanley quote? I'm trying to stir it up here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the bad tackling. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the next credential, burning questions. The answers to these questions might make the difference between this thing making the first Bell Hall of Fame or not. Uh, here, here's the first question. Here's the first burning question. Didn't this play just look more impressive because you don't have breakaway speed? If you had breakaway speed, you score, you don't need the stiff arms, all these guys aren't getting their hands on you. Isn't it because you're slow that the play just, it looks more impressive because you're a slow man? No, it looked more impressive because I was fat. <laughs> are you, are, were you overweight? Did you feel like you were overweight in that moment? No, I just was fat. <laughs> Not overweight. <laughs> 
was here's the next question was that the first time you to celebrate a touchdown that you grabbed yourself your private parts in the league what yeah what was it that was the first oh that's amazing so hold on confirm this the first time you ever grab yourself at the goal line is grab on the beast quake run i didn't grab myself i grabbed my nuts nigga. <laughs> <laughs> first time i grabbed my nuts was on the beast quake run in the league the now, have i done that? that before yeah <laughs> first time but i don't celebrate amazing. That wasn't no celebration. That was the exclam- the exclamation point for the run, or Just, not the run for the for the bad tackling. Got it. <laughs> uh, does the NFL fine you after that? Do you get fined for this? I love it whenever the the yeah league- I got fined for it, and That's then the motherfucker started selling selling the damn <laughs> the, the picture of me grabbing my nuts. The same <laughs> shit I got fined for. They started selling that shit. <laughs> That's fantastic. The league basically says that's against the rules, the laws, and they fine you. They take money from your pocket for this celebration, and then they sell the picture. That 100% is additive to this moment. Uh, that's next, tight. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> that's an amazing part of it. Uh, the next credential, test the time. This is when we compare this run against other moments like it in sports history past. I'm just going to throw out a couple of different plays that this could be compared against and get your thoughts on them. Barry Sanders, 47-yarder against the Cowboys in 91. The divisional round, he shakes a guy. You stiff-armed a guy because you couldn't shake like Barry. Marcus Allen, 74-yard touchdown against Washington. That was in the playoffs. That's just raw speed. And then I don't even know that you have the most memorable stiff arm anymore. Derrick Henry's just flicking dudes off like bugs. I, I, listen, all those plays maybe are better than this Beast Quake run. It's something for you at home to decide. Give it, give it some real thought. What about the Beast Quake 2? Which is the better moment, this Beast Quake run or the Beast Quake 2? One. Got it. The original. It's like Godfather Part 1. You can't be at the original. Have you heard – I want to play this audio for you. This is uh, Chris Collinsworth who's calling the Beast Quake 2. Here's his audio during that run. They've got three defensive linemen right in the center. This is all Marshawn Lynch. And Peterson, one of the fastest guys, goes to try and strip the ball out. He's fired. Rashad Johnson. It's unbelievable. Honestly, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's I don't unbelievable. care if he ever talks to the media. Watching that I don't guy care if he ever talks. He got it. Uh, all right. Here we're gonna move. We're gonna move on. A couple work questions. One work question I want to ask you: What's your favorite thing that you and I have done together? My favorite. Yeah. To like watch. No, that or, you did. That you did. That we that we did together. Like, what was the thing that you had the most fun doing? Probably the shit when we brought the uh, the scientists and shit involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The indoor skydiving. That when we was breaking shit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you did like the together, science uh, experiment. Yeah. The one we brought him to the high school. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The scientist is a character we had on during the Facebook show. T- was going to teach Marshawn how to trip. He's a human motherfucker. He ain't no kid. He's <laughs> crazy, bro. He was going to teach Marshawn how to drift, but again, Marshawn blew out the car, so we they couldn't get in the car together. That's all on Marshawn. That's, that's what Facts. it's like to work with the guy. Uh, do, you, uh, do you know the beach thing that went was posted recently and, and did numbers? That uh, beach workout, which I'm in, got posted on foxnews.com. And they're like, the showrunner, Neil, has this to say. You're getting me quoted on Fox News? You my son, nigga. What you <laughs> oh, <expect?" please. laughs> 
let's let's move on. Uh, the <laughs> the uh, oh the X Factor. The next credential is the X Factor. What is the X Factor in this moment? I want to p- uh, pitch you one. Tyler Columbus, offensive lineman, said you walked into a lineman meeting and threw down money after that play. Is that true? Can you talk about that or no? I'll cut it if you don't want to talk about it. Allegedly. <laughs> Marshawn, I see the clock is winding down on us. It's almost time for America's favorite podcast segment. It's called More Important. Are you familiar with the segment More Important? You may answer honestly. No. Thanks so no. much. I really appreciate you listening to the show. Marshawn, are you ready for More Important? Hurry your ass up, dog. There are a lot of great articles out there about how you're a great teammate, but not everyone can be a great teammate. Who was the worst teammate you ever had? You said the worst? What do you mean by Oh, worst? sorry. We don't have time for your fucking answer, Marshawn. We got to move on to something <laughs> more important. And here's, these questions are all more important than whatever shit you were about to lie and make up. You're trying to buy yourself time so you don't have to answer the question. It is what it is. These questions are far more important. Your answers to them will define who you are as a, as a human on this planet. Marshawn, are you ready for more important? Here we go. Yeah. Marshawn, what is your favorite beverage? Hennessy. <laughs> My Hennessy consumption. Through the roof. Uh, Marshawn, do you have a favorite boxing match? Yeah. I do. What is it? Knock. What is it? Knockout Kings. Ain't that the game? <laughs> oh, a video game? You don't have? Yeah. <laughs> I, you should just say, just say uh, Manny Pacquiao, just, uh, just destroying. No, you ain't about to just tell me what the fuck to say, nigga. I told you, Knockout Kings. <laughs> All right, you missed your opportunity to uh, to patronize uh, more Filipinos. It's your fault. Uh, what Shut is your favorite cereal? Captain Crunch. Great answer. What? <laughs> What is your favorite sports movie? Oh shit. It's the uh What's they call that shit? It's the Space Jam football edition. Space Jam football edition. Yeah, I ain't put it out yet. Oh, here we go. That's a pitch everybody. Here we go. I want to direct. Uh what, what is your favorite NFL jersey? Which one looks the best? helmet the the jersey the colors which uniform looks the best from the nfl there is a right answer here the white seattle seattle white jerseys gray pants a safe answer not surprising marshawn go safe i get it i get it the answer is the miami dolphins those old miami dolphins with the dolphin wearing the helmet that's your answer nigga don't ask me a question and then tell me you gonna answer this is my show rob edit all that shit out edit him out there rob I don't want any of that shit to hear the the, the I don't want the, don't give that any air, Rob. Cut it all out. The, don't ask me no question and then <laughs> try to answer it for me. How the fuck y'all tell me? I, uh, I, I one do less, like the unis, though. That's the end. That's the end of more important. You did great. You did say your favorite beverage was Hennessy. I do want to say that I went and showed you uh, when um, a cut of when Cold Stacks, your cousin, got hit by a car. We made an animated version of that. It's on Facebook. Uh, and when you watched that, you were drinking out of a full two-liter uh, bottle of root beer, which is a, a very concrete, strong memory I have of you just pulling off of a full two-liter bottle of root beer. Nigga, just something- like no bone rip. What the fuck do you mean pulling off a whole? Man, let me get to The next credential. We're almost ass, done. Nigga, man. Rob, edit all this. The next credential is the last one. Uh, Marshawn, does – it's the cosign. Does the Beast Quake belong in the first belt Hall of Fame and why? It's the floor is yours. 
Nigga, the people have spoken. It created an earthquake. <laughs> nigga, I ain't got to say whether it is or it ain't. And if you don't, nigga, then you probably a hater. So, nigga, you probably just a BM hater. But it's cool because there's a couple of them niggas out there. But if you a hater, that's more on you. Because, shit, nigga, I don't care. So, <laughs> my Hennessy still flowing. The dough still burning. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I appreciate you, boss. It's time for the induction speech. That's when I, Neil, get to decide whether this thing goes in the first Bell Hall of Fame. Uh, a lot of people said I don't have the guts to tell Marshawn that his moment's not going in the first Bell Hall of Fame. And the truth is, I don't. <laughs> I this thing's going in the first Bell Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Marshawn Lynch, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Tracy Porter, Darren Sharp, everybody got run over. This is in the first Bell Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Marshawn, what are, you, what are you plugging? What can you plug? How can people follow you? You got anything to plug? What are we doing next? Thank you all for coming out. God bless and good night. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for doing this show. I really appreciate it. <laughs> he just vanished. That's it. That's the show. My sincere thanks to my son, Marshawn Lynch. Follow him on social at Beast Mode on IG, at Money Lynch on Twitter. My thanks to Rob Rucci, who doesn't just edit this podcast, but also edits all of the video work I do with Marshawn. He's the best in the business. Thanks to Jessica Sank for producing the show, as always. Thanks to Rhythm J for the beat. Follow him on social at Rhythm J. Jorge Naranjo shreds the guitar on the more important theme that he made. Follow him at O-R-N-J-I-N-S. My shout-out today goes to Daniel No Shade Sun Evasion on Twitter, at Go underscore ACC underscore. He tweeted about the show, told all his followers to listen to our recent Dragonfly Jones episode on the LeBron James Runner. That's my guy. Thank you, sir, for listening to the show and for giving us a chance. I hope you'll all consider rating and reviewing the show on your favorite podcast platform. And please come back next week for more First Ballot. <laughs>